Today in Business from Wired. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Baltimore may soon ban facial recognition for everyone but cops. The measure would make private use of the technology illegal, but would not apply to police. It awaits the mayor's signature. By Sidney Fussell. After years of failed attempts to curb surveillance technologies, Baltimore is close to enacting one of the nation's most stringent bans on facial recognition. But Baltimore's proposed ban would be very different from laws in San Francisco or Portland, Oregon. It would last for only one year, police would be exempt, and certain private uses of the tech would become illegal. City Council member Christopher Burnett, who introduced the proposed ban, says it was shaped by the nuances of Baltimore, though critics complain it could unfairly penalize or even jail private citizens who use the tech. Last year, Burnett introduced a version of the bill that would have banned city use of facial recognition permanently. When that failed, he instead introduced this version, with a built-in one-year sunset clause requiring council approval to be extended. In early June, the city council voted in its favor, 12-2. to 2. It now awaits signature from Mayor Brandon Scott. It was important to begin to have this conversation now, over the next year, to basically hash out what a regulatory framework could look like, Burnett says. The proposed law would establish a task force to produce regular reports on the purchase of newly acquired surveillance tools, describing both their cost and effectiveness. Cities like New York and Pittsburgh have created similar task forces, but they've been derided as a waste as members lack resources or enforcement power. Burnett says the reports are crucial because a year from now, Baltimore's political landscape could look very different. Since 1860, the Baltimore Police Department has been largely controlled by the state, not the city. The city council and mayor appoint the police commissioner and set the department's budget, but the city council has no authority to ban police use of facial recognition. However, Baltimore residents will have the opportunity to vote on returning the police department to city control as early as next year. Mayor Scott supported this change during his time as a city councilman. The local control measure could appear on ballots as the one-year ban is expiring, when Burnett and other privacy advocates would have the benefit of a year's study on the effects of a ban. The conversation around returning the police to city control reignited following the death of Freddie Gray in 2015 while in police custody. 
Then-Mayor Catherine Pugh established a task force to offer suggestions around police reform. In 2018, the task force released a report warning that BPD will never be fully accountable for its residents until full control of the department is returned to the city. Adding to the push to restore local control were revelations that police used social media monitoring software and facial recognition to surveil protesters after Gray's death. Burnett says the city needs to consider the proper uses of surveillance tools before we get to a space where surveillance is so pervasive that it becomes very much more difficult to unravel. In contrast, he says, government is usually much more reactive. Critics say the proposed ban is an example of overreach. The police department and the city's fraternal order of police oppose the measure. A police spokesperson referred Wired to the department's letter to the city council, in which it wrote that rather than a prohibition against the acquisition of any new facial recognition technology, it would be more prudent to establish safeguards. Trade groups also came out against the bill, particularly the provisions around private use of facial recognition. As written, the bill not only fines violators, it casts that violation as a criminal offense, punishable by up to 12 months in jail. That goes further than a Portland law banning private use of facial recognition, which made violators liable for damages and attorney's fees. Groups like the Security Industry Association argued that this could criminalize private business owners for, say, requiring facial verification to enter facilities, or even schools for requiring online proctoring that uses the tech. Councilmember Isaac Schleifer cited the potential criminalization as a chief concern in his no vote on the measure. Burnett says the concerns are overstated, and the ban was intended to prevent private business owners from selling or handing over security camera footage for the purposes of strengthening databases like the Maryland Image Repository System. Created in 2011, Mirrors has access to over 7 million state driver's license photos and criminal mugshots. Mirrors is maintained through a contract between the state's Department of Public Safety and Correctional Services and DataWorks Plus, which also furnishes the Michigan State Police's facial recognition database. The database came under scrutiny after it led to the wrongful arrest of a man last year. Soon after, the Detroit police chief complained that the software misidentifies potential suspects 96% of the time. DataWorks Plus did not respond to a request for comment. Proposed state laws mandating audits or reviews of mirrors failed in both 2017 and 2018. It was never the intention of the bill to lock people up for opening their phones or using Facebook, Burnett says. I am not for increasing mass incarceration over something like this. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.